0: I'm not going to be long. I feel something in my spirit. And I'm, I'm going to condense it to the cliff note version. I'm not going to go through the depth of it. I'm going to give you the short version. But really quickly before I say uh, go farther, uh, I want to give honor tonight. It's great to have back with us again Bishop Wright. That was another surprise him being back with us again tonight. Amen. Praise God. And it's awesome to have tonight for the first time brother you in the house brother you welcome to antioch west amen amen and i see some i said it before i see some faces that weren't here last week uh, but you're here this week and some new faces that maybe this is your first time here and we welcome everyone here and we're so excited and thankful that you are worshiping with us tonight amen amen and uh, i i i know that you have felt something already in this place tonight and uh, i and i want you to know that uh what you're feeling has nothing to do with with the fact that we're any better we're better than anybody else it's just the fact that Jesus is here and Jesus is moving in this place and we're excited about what God is doing amen if you have a bible and i i uh, it, i would say next sunday night we won't be here next sunday night so Two weeks from tonight, we 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 ordered two 60-inch flat screens uh, that will be here uh, this week. So by n- the next Sunday night service we have, which is in two weeks from tonight, we'll have scripture available for you on the screen. So you can either follow along with a device or an old-fashioned written word, or you can listen to me and hope I don't make it up as we go along. Again, tonight I'll be reading out of the New King James Version. I want to draw your attention to three portions of Scripture, first being Exodus chapter 4. Exodus chapter 4, verse number 1, and uh, forgive me for going forward and not waiting for you to get there for time's sake. Exodus 4, verse number 1 says, Then Moses answered and said, But suppose they will not believe me or listen to my voice. Suppose they say the Lord does not appear to you. So the Lord said to him, what is in your hand? Ask somebody tonight, what's in your hand? And he said, a rod. He said, a rod. If you would jump forward a little bit with me to First Samuel chapter 17. 1 Samuel chapter 17. And if you would skip down to verse number thirty eight, first Samuel seventeen, verse thirty-eight. So Saul clothed David with his armor and put a bronze helmet on his head, and he also clothed him with a coat of mail. David fastened his sword to his armor and tried to walk, for he had not tested them. And David said to Saul, I cannot walk with these, for I have not tested them. So David took them off. Then he took his staff in his hand, he chose for himself five smooth stones from the book brook, and he put them in the shepherd's bag, in the pouch, which he had, and his sling. Everybody say sling, which was in his hand. Everybody say his hand. And if you would go with me to the New Testament, one more passage, Matthew chapter 17. Matthew chapter 17, and we'll begin to save a few minutes here. Tonight, we'll just skip down and go straight into the heart of the matter. Verse number 20. Jesus said to them, because of your unbelief, or one translation says, the poverty of your faith. Because of the poverty of your faith, for assuredly I say unto you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. Praise God. For just a few minutes tonight, I want to preach to you with this. A rod, a sling, and a mustard seed. A rod, a sling, and a mustard seed. Father, you've done so much wonderful things in here tonight. You've confirmed your word. You've moved. But Lord, I know you've put this in my heart, my spirit, for somebody in this place tonight. And I pray tonight as we speak This word, as it would go forth, it would find faith. And the the, the speaking of the word would be met with the hearing of the word. And faith would meet and something would transpire in the supernatural tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. You may be seated. A rod, a sling and a mustard seed. If you would allow me for a moment to go back and let you in and the story that most of you have already known, but if you would allow me just for a moment tonight to pull out a few things of importance in the story. We know the story of Moses, how he was put in the basket as a small baby and floated down the river and ended up growing up in the house of Pharaoh and end up uh, finding out later down the road that he was actually not Egyptian after all, that he was actually a Hebrew. And we know the story that he killed the Egyptian and, and he ended up fleeing and spent years on the backside of the desert in the Bible. We pick up the story Exodus chapter 3 that at one day on the backside of the desert, the Bible says he's walking and he sees a bush that's on fire but it's not being consumed and he walks over to the bush and out of the bush comes the voice of God speaking to him. and There begins a dialogue of God and Moses and God calling Moses to a calling, to a destiny, to to a place of, of, of promise, to, to call Moses to go beyond where he has been and to a place where God was trying to take him. And, and, and he's having this dialogue and he's trying to, to challenge Moses and tell Moses and explain to Moses who he is and what God wants to do in him and through him and and as the as the conversation begins to unfold we begin to see a little bit of the psychology of Moses and what he had been dealing with you know if you spend long enough time by yourself you go crazy and somewhere along the line Moses had spent enough time with those sheep I think he got a little crazy because he started arguing with a bush I'm telling you, we live in such an awesome day for those of us, and I say us, who like to talk to ourselves. I know there's some of you out there like me. We like to talk to ourselves because before you would do that and they would think you're crazy. Now all you've got to do is put a headphone in or a Bluetooth and you can have yourself a conversation and nobody thinks you're crazy. I know it's happened to you, but you've been driving down the road and you see somebody in their car and they're just going to town and nobody's in that car and you're thinking they have lost their mind and they turn and they got this thing growing out of their ear and you go, well, they're on the phone. But here's Moses and he's talking and he starts arguing with a bush that's on fire. I said it before and this is not the message. God has, has, has never directly spoken to me with an audible voice, but I'm telling you this, I'm declaring it right now. If on my way home tonight, Traveling down 50 east back to Arnold, there was a tree on the side of the road that was on fire. And I stopped to look at it, and I realized the tree was not being consumed. And I got out of my car and stood there, and a voice came out of that tree and said, Joe, this is God. I guarantee you, I'm going to listen. Listen. I got, yes, got it. What do you, what do you need? But Moses started arguing with the bush, but notice this, and this is where we're getting to. We have this dialogue back and forth between God and Moses and, 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 and we're suddenly God's trying to tell Moses, I am the, I am, I, 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 I got this Moses, but Moses is trying to say, you got it, but I don't got it. Forget my language. That's terrible, but it's the truth. You got it, God. I know you got your part, but I'm not really sure I got my part. But then God asks Moses a question. He, turned, he, looked, he spoke to Moses and said, Moses, what is in your hand? Notice this. He did not ask Moses to go get something that Moses didn't already have. He asked Moses to look at what was already in his hand. He didn't ask Moses, Moses, go find you something and pick it up. He asked Moses, what do you already have? I'm not asking you, Moses, to pick up something new. I'm asking you to come to the revelation of something you already have. Stop looking around trying to figure out what you don't have and look down at your hand and realize what you do have. And he said, Moses, what do you have? And Moses looked down at his hand and said, well, God, I mean, I got this rod. And I mean, by that time, after being a shepherd for that period of time, I would imagine that rod had begun to be worn where he began to carry that rod. It had the marks on it from the battles where he had fought off predators from his sheep. And after a while, what that rod just became just something that was just, it was just there. It was just something he had. He, he got used to it. It was just something that, yeah, it was, it was it's just a rod. It's just, okay, God, what, Moses, what's in your hand? Well, well God, it's, it's a rod. I imagine Moses probably looked at, you know, I know the, I like the bush thing and all that. And that's awesome, and the fire thing, but come on. I mean, really? What's in my hand? Can't you see? If you can light the bush on fire, you know what's in my hand. He said, what's in your hand? And Moses said, it's just a rod. And one of the greatest moments of scripture takes place. God says, take that rod and cast it to the ground. And we know the story. He throws the rod on the ground and the rod becomes a serpent. And God speaks to Moses and asked Moses to pick the rod back up and he picks the rod back up after it was a serpent and it turns back to a rod. And again, the crazy part about this whole story is the fact that even after the bush and the serpent, Moses didn't get it. And so he asked Moses again, take your hand, put it in your bosom and pull it out. And pulled it out and suddenly his hand was covered with leprosy. And God said, okay, now put it back in your bosom, pull it back out. And the Bible says he put it back in, pulled it back out, and voila, it's back to normal again. Then we get the bush, we get the rod, we get the hand. Still didn't get it. Finally, he's arguing back with God. Okay, God, I got all that. What if I show up and do the magic tricks and they still think I'm crazy? Because I can't even talk. And the Bible says God got angry with Moses. Frustrated, angry, the Bible says he, 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 he welled up with anger. And God says, when you see Aaron coming, I've already sent the answer to your problem before we even started this conversation. Before I ever decided to send you, I already started to equip you. I'm not waiting till you get there to equip you. I've already given you what you need now to go where I'm trying to take you. But as long as you look at what you don't have, you'll never realize what you do have. And until you get the revelation, Moses, that what you already have is all I need, you'll never be able to go back to Egypt and do what I've called you to do. And I called you, but in the calling, I've already equipped you. And we go out a little farther. The story we read. One of the greatest stories in all of scripture. I mean, come on now. Even, you don't have to go to church to know this story. David and Goliath. Everybody knows that story. But the fact of the matter is, one of the, one of the things that sticks out in that story that's told but really never really told much, we, we talk about what happened when he gets out on the battlefield with Goliath and the great victory as he slings the rock. But we don't, we don't step back for a moment and realize that when Saul comes in and says, listen, and you, you're going to go out there, he's going to wipe you out. Here, take this. Go out there prepared. And David takes the time to strap all that stuff on. And begins to walk and says, wait a minute, I can't do this. Somewhere, David realized. I don't know if he was trying to be kind to Saul or honor Saul or, or be respectful to Saul by trying it on. But somewhere along the line, David realized, wait a minute. Where was your armor when the bear showed up? Where was your armor when the lion showed up? I didn't need all that stuff then. And I imagine somewhere along the line, he began to pull at that and someone looked at him, what, what are you doing? You can't go out there that. And he looked at somebody, didn't say this in my version it does, maybe not your version. He looked at them and said, I've already got what I need. I don't need a new equipping. I just need to use what I already have. I've already got what I need. I know this is not going to blow your mind tonight, but it's a revelation of somebody in this room because there's some of you looking around waiting for God to show up and shake you and give you some great measure of anointing and some great measure of a Holy Ghost shakedown. And you can walk and say, ready? I'm ready to be used. And God's looking down and say, Hey, honey, open up your hand. What do you already have in your hand? You've already got what you need. Because they come to him and they said, what happened? Jesus, what's up with this? Why can't we do that? And he said, because of the poverty of your faith. Because your faith is impoverished." He said, because of the poverty of your faith. If you have faith of a mustard seed. A mustard seed is one sixteenth of an inch. A mustard seed that's spoken of in Matthew 17 was more than likely a black mustard seed because that was the mustard seed that was grown in that area at the time of Christ. A black mustard seed is 1 16th of an inch. But when that, one, that, when that mustard seed is sown in the ground at 1 16th of an inch, that small seed can grow up to 10 feet long. So he was trying to tell them, it's not your faith that's the issue. It's what you're, you're doing with what you've got. Because you know what? Every person in here that spirit filled has enough faith already in you to do whatever God's called you to do. Because the same faith that had you lift your hands the first time open up your mouth and yield to the Holy Ghost and begin to speak with a new tongue that took faith so my question is why are you asking God for another measure of something He's already given you Holy Ghost help us Holy Ghost help us and God's trying to look and say listen I've called you Listen, God has called us to this place I don't care why you think you showed up here. I don't care why you think you came to Antioch West. I'm telling you came because the Lord brought you here. Because you're a part of the revival and the harvest that's going to take place. Not me. Not my wife. You. 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 Guess who's going to have their hand on people when they receive the Holy Ghost? Not me, not them, you! Guess who's going to have their hand on your neighbor, on your brother, your sister, your husband, your wife, your friend? You! 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 But instead of sitting around and praying, say, God, you know, you gotta shake me, you gotta, you gotta rattle me, you gotta, you gotta give me some huge measure of faith so I can feel it. God saying, You've got what you already need. You've already got what you need. I'm not gonna give you something you don't need, just use what you've got. Paul said in Romans 12, verse 3, that God gives us a measure of faith. He's already given to us a measure of faith. The question is, what are you going to do with the faith that's been given to you? What are you going to do with the faith that's given to you? It's not the fact that you don't have what you need. It's the fact you're not using what you've got. If you would use what you've got, you say, well, I don't really know what to do. That doesn't matter. Just do what you can do. I don't really know what to pray. Let me start you off very simple. In the name of Jesus. You don't need to know every word in the English dictionary. You don't need to know any fancy way. It's simple. In the name of Jesus. 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 Jesus. Oh, come on, won't you try it for a moment? Just close your eyes and begin to say it. In the name of Jesus. Oh, the devil comes along and says, well, you don't sound pretty doing it. You don't sound as good as the preacher. You don't sound as good as that person. Oh, don't worry about that, honey. In the name of Jesus. Maybe you say, "Wait a minute! I want to be a praiser, but I don't dance like they did. I don't have the moves like them. some people in this church." Boy, you—you you just got it. It just comes out of you. it, just oozes out of you. You don't even have to try. It's just you wake up in the morning, baby. You got it. Some of you, it looks like a baby calf trying to walk, but that's okay. Wobble your way into Jesus. Just do what you can do. If all you can do is hop like a penguin, then watch out, baby, because I'm going to hop my way into the presence. Stop stressing over what you can't do and start realizing what you can do. I Don't know if I can go up and pray for anybody. I don't know if I'm qualified Well in case I'm wondering you woke up this morning. You got breath in your body. You came in here Check 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 you're qualified I Didn't pray 70 hours this week. I didn't read my bad Bible 400 hours this week I didn't fast eight days this week. It doesn't matter. You're here And if you've got breath in your body, that means God's not finished with you yet. It's not a realizing what you don't have. Realize what you do have. Well, I don't know if I just, I don't know if I can do all that. You know, God, I know that the burning bush thing. I know you've called me out here. I know you're telling me to do this and telling me to do that. Guess what? To defeat your Pharaoh and defeat your giant, you don't need something new. You got to use what you've got. You're not going to defeat your giant with somebody else's faith. You're not going to climb your mountain using somebody else's ladder. Brother Stone King made a statement. I love it. He said, if you speak to your mountain and it doesn't move, then climb it. I'm going to say it again. I love that too much. If you speak to your mountain, well, I spoke to my mountain and it didn't move. So God must have failed. No, he didn't fail. He just said, get your hiking boots out. You're about to take a walk up the mountain. But instead of looking around for somebody else's rope. You don't need anybody else's. Just use what you got. There's an old song we used to sing years and years ago. Faith, faith, faith. Just a little bit of faith. Faith, faith, faith. Just a little bit of faith. You don't need a whole lot. Just use what you got. Faith, faith, faith. Just a little. Do you think. It's going to take some massive earthquake of faith to have revival here. Because you know what? If that's the case, we're all disqualified. I'm, hey. I'm putting the microphone down. I, I'm, not, I'm not qualified to be up here if that's the case. We're calling the bishop back up here because I'm not qualified to be here if it's going to be about that. So if you think suddenly we're going to just somehow flip a switch and all of a sudden, man, it's just going to start happening just because, boy, God's ready and oh, it's, it's our time. Woo, it's our time. Okay, God, you said it's our time, right? When are we going to feel like it's our time? You said it's our time. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. Got my shouting shoes on. I got my towel I'm ready to go Jesus. I'm in the blocks. You just fire the gun. I'm ready. It's our time. I know it's our time. 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 Oh it's our time. Oh it's our time. Oh I knew it wasn't our time. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it wasn't our time. We've been down this road before. Here goes Antioch again. Get everybody all excited. Talk about it's our time. Here we are again. Nothing's happening. Well, See, I knew it. I knew all this Antioch, West, North, South, East, Central, Southwest, East by East. All this nonsense. They just messing me up. Taking me from my friends, my family. Getting us all excited. Here we are. We got in this this hot school, and now I got to do this and do that. and We break up, sit downs. These chairs is killing my behind. Hey, we're gonna build a building. You know, how we're gonna build a building. We're gonna sell seat cushions. We're gonna rent them out. We we're not gonna sell them. We're gonna rent them. Ten dollars a service. Whoa, my goodness. We got golden chandeliers. Flat screens, I mean, we'll have it all. Telling you, in that building, if we can rent them. So we can say, you know what, it's our time, it's our time, it's our time, it's our time. But you know what? It is our time. But what does that mean, Moses? Moses? What does that mean, David, when you say it's our time? It's not time to go searching on the ground saying, I gotta, wait a minute, where's a new rod? I gotta find a new rod. I gotta find where's a new rod. Oh man, gotta get a rod, gotta get a rod, gotta get something, gotta get something, gotta get something. God say, wait a minute, stop! You don't need something new. I've already given you what you need to do the job. There's enough giftings, there's enough faith, there's enough anointing, there's enough power, there's enough everything in the book in this place right now to do whatever God wants to do in this congregation. We don't need one more thing added. The only thing we need to do is start using what we already have. And it started, stop Try to figure out, well, you know, okay, it's our time. It's our time. Okay, I'm going to show up to church and see if tonight's going to be our time. God's saying, wait. Wait a minute. If I, if God, and I say if, that's only rhetorical because I already know the answer. If God put all this together, and if you've been here the last two weeks, you know by the confirmation of the Spirit of God that this is the will of God. I cannot speak, and I mean this with all sincerity. I cannot speak for the other groups. I can only speak for this group. But what we have felt in this place the last two weeks has been enough confirmation. We don't need any more confirmation. And if you don't believe that, see me at the church because I'm going to pray for you until you feel it. Because you're either dead naturally or dead spiritually or probably both. So if God orchestrated all of this and brought all of this together and God has put you here, He has brought you here for a purpose because He has chosen you to be a part of what He wants to do here. So instead of questioning if I'm able or capable... By being here, God has already confirmed to you that you are capable and you are able. So instead of wondering about what you don't have, realize what you do have a rod, a sling, and a mustard seed. I don't need something new. I just got to use what I've got. There are giants to be slayed in this room. There are people to be released out of Egypt in this room. There are miracles to be birthed out of this room. But instead of sitting there and say, well, go get them, preacher. Woo! I'm ready. Slay them, Giants. Got some popcorn. Let me watch this. It's going to be good. Give me some popcorn. This is go- watch that preacher. Slay them giants. Woo. This is going to be good. No. You need to look at your neighbor and say, watch out. You don't know what's in my hand. I got my giant slaying shoes on tonight. I don't need a preacher to slay my giants. The same God of the preacher is the same God that's in me. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. there are giants to be slayed there are family members of yours that are locked up in Egypt that God's called you go back into Egypt speak to Egypt and say let my family go let my neighbors go let my co-workers go let my friends go let them go let them go let them go, let them go. we say God huh, whoa, 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 whoa. That sounds great, God, but I don't know how to pray. That sounds great, God, but I don't have—I don't—that's not me. I haven't been in church that long. That's great, God, but I'm not that spiritual. No, 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 no. Is that enough? Those? No, 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 no. No. God called you. You're a giant killer. God called you. You go back in Egypt. God's called you. You've got the faith. Don't look to those ahead of you. Use what you've already got. Why well, feel the Holy Ghost in this place? Because you know what the devil is trying to do? He's trying to get us we're all excited, right? Woo, this is great Antioch West. Woo, We're going forward." All of a sudden he's going to start trying to creep in next to you and say, "Well, you know what? I know all this Antioch West stuff is all that good, but you know, you, you know, just it's not really going to happen. It's not really going to start, you know, I mean, come on, it's not really, you know, it might happen. But, you know, you know, you, you're the same person that was back in Arnold. You're the same person here, you, you know. They're eventually going to find out the type of person you are. They're eventually going to find out you got the same problems. They're eventually going to find out you're struggling with the same thing. Mother Wright already said, when the devil comes a-knocking, showing me an easier way, I'll stand flat on my feet. I'll throw my head in the air. I'll look him straight in the eye and say my foot's on the rock and my mind is made up. How many of you tonight are you tired of your giant standing in your valley calling your name say, you know what? You keep going to church and praising, but when you get up tomorrow morning, I'm going to be standing here waiting. You go ahead and shout all night on Sunday night, but when you get up, maybe I'm going to be waiting for you. I'm not going anywhere. And you come to church and you try to find someone else's faith. Can I borrow your, brother, you, can I get your armor on? I got to, I need your armor. And you get up Monday morning, wait a minute, I can't use this. Doesn't work for me. God's like saying, wait, wait, wait. You've already got the sling. You say, how do I get the sling? You got the Holy Ghost. (laughs) The same Holy Ghost, the same faith it took to get the Holy Ghost is the same faith it takes to stand where you are right now and to face the same giant. I'm trying to quit. I'm trying to quit, trying to quit, trying to quit. But let's be honest really quickly here. as I'm coming to a close, but seriously. I want you to stand there tonight. I want you to close your eyes. I want you to lift your hands. I want you to begin to worship God. As you begin to worship God, His Spirit's going to come inside of you. When you begin to feel that, you're going to begin to feel something inside of you begin to swell up. And the Bible says that's living water. When you begin to feel that, just open your mouth. Begin to yield to that. And there's going to be a language that comes out of you. We believe that. was how we, we got it. real. Something I've never seen or felt before is gonna come in me. And when it comes in me, something I've never spoken before is gonna come out of me. And you believe that and experience that. But I tell you, God wants to use you to slay a giant. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. You have left the reservation, preacher. Whoa, whoa. whoa. You get in some water. We're going to call on the name of Jesus. We're going to put you in this water. When you come out, all of the sins you've ever committed are going to be gone away. You're going to be brand new in Christ from this water. Oh, I'm ready. Let's do it. Where can I go? But God wants to use you to see your loved ones say, whoa, 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 whoa. Can you preach something more realistic, preacher? That's a little far-fetched. If you if you repent, and be baptized, and filled with and filled with the Holy Ghost, uh, you you'll be saved and make it to heaven. Woo, I believe that. But God wants to use you to see great things done. Oh, I don't know about that. I, I, whew. They ask, whose report will you believe? If I was the devil. I, you know what? Not that I wouldn't care if you get in the Holy Ghost. I would care. But I would be more concerned what you do when you got it. Because I would actually kind of be happy if I was the the devil to let you get it and then let you stop right there. Because then I would got you trapped in religion. Where the thing is you think you're okay when you're not okay. So it's not the fact you've got it. It's what you're going to do with what you got. So the question of the Holy Ghost tonight is, what are you going to do with what you already have? We're not going to get some massive wave of faith that rises up. I mean, my Lord, you've already been in this place Folks, if you haven't felt faith in this place tonight, you're not going to feel much more faith than what you felt. I've been all over the world, and I've been in some amazing places, but what I felt in here tonight was powerful. Great faith was in this place. We're not going to have another service unless the bishop speaks and thinks I'm differently, and I submitted to him, but I don't know if we're going to have another service where just the the walls shake because of great faith, and also we walk out of here, and all of a sudden the, the doors open. It's already here. The question is, are we going to use what we already have? But if we would start using what we already have, my Lord, what God is going to do in this place, not only in this place, but through you. Would you stand with me tonight? We're plumbing codes. we got to be out of here. And I know we're coming up against it. And and, and this is one of the disadvantages of being where we are. But that's okay. Jesus knows. I want you right where you are to ask the Lord. And we're going to pray. And I want you to ask the Lord. Lord, open my eyes. Give me fresh revelation to what you've already put inside of me. Say, Lord, I don't... Forgive me for asking for more when you've already given me what I already need. Come on, close your eyes for a minute and begin to ask, tell it. So open my eyes. Father, in the name of Jesus, I bind every spirit of doubt. I bind every spirit of unbelief. I bind it in the name of Jesus. I bind the Gideon mentality. I bind the grasshopper complex. I say, rise up, mighty man of God. Rise up, woman of God rise up in Jesus' name rise up in Jesus' name rise up man of God rise up woman of God in the name of Jesus I bind the Gideon mentality I bind the grasshopper complex in the name of Jesus I say rise up faith 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 stir up the gift come on stir up the gift just take a moment and pray for a moment stir up the gift stir up the gift stir up the gift stir up the gift gift. come on if you don't have the Holy Ghost you've never received the Holy Ghost you can receive it right now in this place the Spirit of the Lord is here you can leave here tonight with the baptism of the Holy Ghost stir up the gift in us tonight Holy Ghost Oh, Jesus. 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 Give us fresh revelation of who we are. Give us fresh revelation of who you called us to be. Lord, don't let us be distracted by what we don't have. But let me realize what we do have. What you've already given in us. What you've already placed in our spirit. You've already equipped us for what we need to do what you called us to do. Come on, why don't you take a moment. Reach over. Take somebody by the hand. Put your hand on their shoulder. Just pray one for another for a moment. Can you do that? Come on, we're we're almost done here. We've got to break down and, and, and get out of here. But just for a moment, reach over. Take somebody by the hand. Pray for them. Say, Lord, stir up within us. Stir up the gift within us. in this place tonight let there be an activation come on Moses speak speak Moses come on David slay your Goliath let it be done tonight